I, I do want to apologize in advance. You, the sound, when there is a major sporting event happening on a Sunday, it does influence our sound. And when there are several major sporting events, we really have the odds against us. Uh, now, I would, speaking of, I would never pray for a baseball team to win. I might pray for them to continue playing for another week or two. So that's allowed. <laughs> the mariners of the island kingdom of Numenor knew their place. Surrounded by water, they developed a respectful relationship with the sea. And they knew that the same ocean that brought them prosperity from wealth to mobility to protection from their enemies, that same ocean could turn on them at any moment. And so they had a mantra that was deeply embedded in their culture. The sea, they would say, is always right. The sea is always right. And after a perilous afternoon of training in which a young sailor was very nearly swept overboard to his death, the captain then led the crew as they said this together. The sea is always right. Now, in case you're wondering if you missed something from your world civilization class where they talked about Numenor, don't worry. It's actually from the Lord of the Rings. It's from this new, it's from one of the new streaming shows on the channel that we won't advertise here, but uh, it's good. You should watch it. You should watch it. And this moment was a powerful scene because the Mariners knew the risks and the dangers that the sea posed. These were, were strong, wealthy men, yet ultimately they knew their place. And this short ritual helped them to remember it, and it because it reminded them that their humility could mean the difference between life and death. The sea provided, but those waters also raged and foamed and could turn deadly in an instant. And the sea was always right. This October, the Episcopal Church is exploring what it means to be the church. What it means to be faithful. To be the people of God. Now, this is, this is not a political campaign, but it, it's no coincidence that it's happening right before um, an election. It, it is a coincidence that it's happening during our annual stewardship campaign. But, you know, it all points to the same place. The many facets of our lives from the way that we pray, to the way that we spend our money, to the way that we vote, to the way that we serve, to the way that we live our whole lives, all of these, these threads of our lives should weave together in one tapestry that tells the story of our lives and our faith and our love. So who then is Jesus calling us to be? 
How are we supposed to be in the world? And this week, we are exploring what it means to be humble. What does it mean to be humble? Remember that Micah calls us to walk humbly with God. Not overconfidently, march, not marching as soldiers off to battle, but with humility. Remember that Jesus removes his shirt, removes, he takes the towel from his waist so that he can bend down and take the feet of his disciples, his friends in his hand and wash them. Remember that Jesus humbles himself unto death, even death on a cross. Now, humility, we all know what that means. It's ultimately about being grounded. But think about the word. Think about humus. Think about dirt. Think about having our feet on the ground. Even better if you're barefooted. As opposed to being haughty. And pretentious. Seeking to serve others rather than gaining wealth and status and power. It means embracing our smallness before God and finding grace and peace in that. So all of these things are true. Yes, but it, humility ultimately means knowing our place. Now, you've heard that phrase, right? Know your place. And when you've heard it, it probably didn't sound very polite or loving. It usually means when someone says you need to know your place, it usually means your place is not here. Your place is not up here. Don't go putting on airs. Don't go pretending you're someone who you're not. Know your place. But the sailors of Numenor... Are, they seem to be pretty strong and brave and prosperous. Yet all that depended on them knowing their place before the mighty sea, which despite their training and their valor could be capricious and dangerous. And the sea was always, the sea is always right. Know your place. Humility means knowing your place. But you see, it also means knowing that your place is beside God. Walking alongside God. If you are loved and exalted by God, and, and we are here to share with one another that we each are, then knowing your place, humility, means knowing that and living that. Letting that shape your whole life. Shaping every part of your life. But it also means that we are every day making room for others to know what their place is as well. And to know that their place is beside God also. One of my favorite definitions of humility, and I can't credit it because I heard it on a podcast and I don't remember who said it. So if you hear this and you recognize the quote, please let me know. <laughs> humility isn't, it's not just about being lowly and meek. Humility is about knowing how much space to take up. 
right? It's not just, oftentimes, yes, that means getting out of the way. It means speaking a little more softly. It means doing a little more listening and a little bit less talking. But you know, humility can also mean taking up more space. It can mean speaking up. It can mean using the gifts that God has given you so that you can help create a world where everybody really does know that they walk beside God. Where people really do know who they are and how much space they're supposed to take up and how much space they... That was not... Ooh. Perhaps there is a message of humility for me in that. I'm being too loud. <laughs> humility isn't just about being small it's about being grounded in who God has created each and every one of us to be but you know there is an edge to humility especially when we hear it from Micah from prophets like Micah do justice love kindness and walk humbly with God. And that word, humbly, might, might actually have a little bit of shade to it. There might actually be a little bit of um, political shade in that. Because Micah may have been going after some of the most sacred of cows when he told us how exactly we were supposed to be doing our walking alongside God. You see, the people of Israel and Judah were having a bit of an identity crisis. They just didn't know it yet. The great gift of the Hebrew people was their relationship with God. They, they had been chosen. Their relationship with God was particular. They were special to God. And we, we see that time and time again in Scripture. The Hebrew people were truly special to God. But, being human, they'd begun to think that they weren't just special, they were exceptional. Does that sound a little bit familiar? Yeah, right? They, they, were, walking beside, they were walking with God all right, but you know, now they had begun to swagger. And in their triumphal march... Not, not as conquering armies so much as just with a distorted sense of, of who they were in the world. They had forgotten. They had forgotten about their neighbor. They had forgotten to love God above all else. They had forgotten that they were not the center of the world. The humility that had made them who they were and that was essential to their relationship with God had crumbled and faded, and suddenly the foundations of their world were crumbling around them. And they returned, Micah said, return, called them to return. Return to what the psalmist said. I am not proud. I have no haughty looks. I do not occupy myself with great matters or with things that are too hard for me. But I still my soul to make it quiet. I still my soul to make it quiet. 
Living with humility means seeking wisdom and grace and contentment rather than wealth and power and status. It's the difference between receiving and honoring on one hand and on grasping and striving and taking on the other. And if humility is knowing how much space to take up, then the opposite of humility is not simply pride, but violence. Of using some sort of leverage to take more, to take up more space than God intends for us. What is Vladimir Putin doing but using instruments of death and destruction and ruin to take more land, more space than he or his people need? Here at home, when we engage in political or financial manipulation, from misinformation to the threat of political violence, we violate God's call to be humble, to walk with humility alongside God and our neighbor. In our personal lives, when we play emotional games to get what we want, to get what we need out of somebody else, that is not humble and that is not holy. But I'll give you a little secret. When we live humbly, not with pride or haughtiness, but instead knowing our place, stilling our souls and making them quiet, our souls begin to occupy an even wider space than we had ever imagined. It's ironic that violence and manipulation are used to take, to make us richer or more powerful or more secure, when in reality, it is only in the humble and quiet presence of God that we experience true wealth and true security. It's ironic that the peace we seek comes not, not from grasping our way into a better place, a higher place, but rather from knowing our place to begin with and knowing that our place is in the presence of God. We see in Jesus's, in his love for his friends, in, his, in that moment of removing his shirt to clean the foot of a friend. We see that the way of holiness, the way of faithful discipleship is rooted in humility. Not, not in, in upward mobility, which this world knows so well, but in downward mobility. In following the path of water to the lowliest places and knowing not only that our place is there, but that it is there that we bask and we rest in the loving presence of God. It is, it is in this world we learn to build our towers high and our fortifications thick to make ourselves secure and to shun vulnerability, but true love, God's love for us and our love for one another, that requires something very different of us. It calls us to know our place and to know that that place is, is filled with the richness of the presence of God. Amen.